to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm spooky, Megan. Yeah, it's spooky season. It's spooky. Because it's October and the ghosts can only get you one month out of the year. Uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, we are back on schedule, sort of. Sort of. Um, thank you to everyone who understood our little break there. If you don't, uh, you know, and you're just like, hey, what happened to those awesome people? Well, just... Check out our social media. We don't feel like hey, talking about it. They're not. They're here. They're not here right now. We are filling in. <laughs> sure. Um, so, but we are here. We have things to talk about, and we're going to talk about them. And we're glad you're here to hear about them. Uh, we gl we are glad anytime you choose to put our content in your ears. Uh, that's quite the compliment, actually. How do we fit? Uh, right. Uh, you know, lots of butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we are, if you saw a little tease uh, on social media, we are talking today on the main show about 10 ways to die on Mustafar. Yes, we are indeed. So if you are in any way attempting to plan a vacation to Mustafar in a galaxy far, far away, my job is to convince you how stupid that is because of all the ways you're going to die there. Yeah, you're which, like a reverse travel agent. It, it pretty Well, I mean, still, it's still a travel agent. You know, it's still helpful. It's just, it's more of you don't want to go here. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we'll land on a place that won't kill you and you'll love it. But for now, you don't want to go here. Spoiler um, alert, it's Naboo. <laughs> right, that's the perfect place. Um, so... But no, we we do this series every once in a while. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a journey through learning about a planet, but in a more interesting way, because you learn a lot uh, when you're almost murdered by things on a planet. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't think so, but you know... But here we are. Here's what can kill you. Exactly. Uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, though, So, uh, or so they say. But yeah, so as if Mustafar itself wasn't convincing enough, the the look, the feel, all of it uh, wasn't enough to keep you away. We're going to convince you of all the reasons you should definitely stay away. Um, apart from the obvious. Apart from the obvious. Well, maybe some of the obvious. Maybe. But... Depends on how much and how familiar are you are with the, uh, the with the planet. So that that's a good question. How familiar are you with Mustafar? I gotta tell you, John. I love it. That's <laughs> uh, horrible. Yeah, that's why I made it. It's a garbage, garbage joke, but it's my joke. We're sipping hot cocoa to we be are. on brand because it's hot. I don't know. And we're talking about a hot planet. And we have a comically large uh, marshmallow in each. Exactly. Well, I would say it's emotionally uh, the correct size, I will say. <laughs> uh, you can tell how depressed a person is by how big the marshmallows in their hot cocoa is. <laughs> Uh, here's a hint. I've got two. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so you might think that you know how you would die on a planet whose climate is simply and boldly described as hot. <laughs> but when we're done, I'll have convinced you that there are no less than 10 and no more than 10 ways to die on Mustafar. You might be able to come up with suggests. more. You may be. But... So I, try, I did something different. Normally, we kind of work on these things together. Uh, this time it was not that. Uh, I have prepared the episode. But yeah. there is audience participation. And for my sake, you're my audience. But feel free to play along at home and learn a little bit about a planet far, far away uh, that is hot. And by the way, that, that's accurate. If you go to the Wikipedia and look at it, climate hot. Tell me something I don't know, Wookie. 
<laughs> but no, uh, it turns out there's a lot of interesting lore and history behind our hot, hot planet. Here's the question. I have one question. Is Everybody it, gets one. Is it Space Texas or Space Florida? Neither. Oklahoma. Uh, no, it's not comparable to any world or uh, any state, I would say. <laughs> Arizona. No. Like, its most describing feature is actually not the heat. Like, it's that's it's not lava. really... Well, it seems like that on the surface, but when you get through the lava and the crust and everything, you find a more interesting nougat inside. Um, <laughs> and, you know, a, a planet much like a woman is more than her lava. <laughs> you know, it's like Moana. Let's keep going. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, we're just going to run down the list. Um, there'll be interactive features along the way. Again, hopefully you'll play along at home. Look forward to hearing yeah. how you did. Um, you can also let us know on social media where you should be following us, um, what other planets you want uh, her to hear talks of. You know, We've talked about Endor. We've, we're talking about Mustafar. We've talked about Tatooine. We visited a, a, a few good planets. So, let us know some more that you're interested in learning about and learning you know, the ways they could kill you. Uh, you know, we will be happy to oblige. So, number 10, grief. And tried to go with ominous one-worders for each of these to kind of make it interesting. So, <laughs> grief. Uh, so, hard as it may be to uh, believe, but Mustafar was not always a hot vacation place that it is now. So, our first little bit of trivia, what originally made up the planet Mustafar? Was it A, lush green gardens and forests, or B, turbulent blue oceans? I'm going to say oceans, because that seems more fun. Right? It'd be so ironic, but uh, you would be wrong. Oh. First fun fact. So it was originally a green garden planet, a sort of Edenish place, if you will. But what changed? Global warming. Lady Corvax. Not quite far off base, actually. Uh, she and her husband lived on the world in peace. Can you not be so aggressive with your cups? I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you'd think it was it's a character heavy. on the show. Get that thing its own microphone. Um, she lived uh, on Mustafar with her husband and lived w at peace with the native Mustafarians, at least until war broke out that killed her husband. Lady Corvax would then steal the bright star crystal uh, that the local natives worshipped, worshipped, and she would use it to try and bring her husband back to life. Instead of doing that, it ravished the world's ecosystem and turned it into the hellish landscape that we know and love. That's depressing. Yeah, so um, that's interesting lore that was developed and, and brought out through uh, the Vader Immortal VR game series, which you can now play on uh, PlayStation VR 2. And it's actually really cheap. They sell it as a bundle now, which is really cool because uh, it's a three-episode series and it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you get to learn a little bit more about the planet. Uh, and it's more interesting than just Darth Vader, mm -hmm. uh, which is really cool. And it's really well animated and you get to wield a lightsaber and other cool things. So, Or if you have vertigo like I do, <laughs> you right. get to watch someone else play it. Exactly. There you go. Fun fact, Mustafar was actually the backdrop for Pierce Brosnan's greatest work, Dante's Peak. It was not credited, no. Hold on. Are we calling that movie Pierce Brosnan's greatest work? Name another one. Goldeneye. No. Goldeneye. Sean Bean, maybe, but not him. Goldeneye. He's not a great Bond. 
You have opinions. I do. You have very strong Roger opinions. Moore's the best one. Fight oh, yeah. me. <laughs> Don't fight him. He's sad. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I did recently watch The Foreigner, uh, which was amazing. It had uh, old man Jackie Chan uh, fighting old man Pierce Brosnan. It was good. But uh, I thought yeah. Of another one. Pierce Brosnan's not great. Mrs. Doubtfire. But he is in that, isn't he? He is. He's the boyfriend. Still not great. I don't like that movie, so it's kind of. What is wrong with you? I. You know, I, I like it for one thing, and that's the gay makeup artist, and that's you know that's it, because <laughs> he's amazing. He is amazing. Uh, but no, yeah, I just I'm not a fan of that movie. So it'd be understandable that I did not remember him for it. Dante's Peak, though, really, really good movie. Uh, almost as good as Tommy Lee Jones' greatest movie, Volcano. So, <laughs> no, let's be honest. His greatest movie is Under Siege. His greatest movie is the one where he is babysitting the cheerleaders. U.S. Marshals? No, I'm just kidding. Actually, yeah, I've never seen that movie. It's really good. A lot of people don't realize it's a sequel to Fugitive. Really? It is. He's the because he it, he's a U.S. Marshal in Fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. So, um, basically, they were like, hey let's do another one and Harrison Ford was like no so they were like let's go to the second most interesting old man in that movie Tommy Lee Jones sure so he did it and basically they just were like hey well this happens after that one what happens to the man with one arm goes to jail that's what happens when you kill people number nine n another way to die on Mustafar crime go figure <laughs> there's nowhere untouched by crime in the Star Wars world so uh, while not the first thought for your next timeshare time property, Mustafar provided just the right amount of ambiguity and evil lair aesthetic for crime lords, war criminals, and child abductors. Ooh. All the crime. All of it. So while not really leading directly to any deaths, nonetheless, many a lair was built uh, for the kind of shady folks that your mama warned you about, and they definitely killed some dudes. <laughs> so, like, at least seven. Um, gruesome, really. But anyway, so everyone's favorite daft punk ripoff band, uh, Techno Union, set up shop and used the continent, uh, the, the convenient amount of lava to build battle droids for the Separatist army. As they should. Fun fact, they also tried to manufacture and trademark Lava Men, a cool and edgy alternative to Hoth Snowmen, but it turns out handling lava is not family friendly. Okay, but it looks like it would be really satisfying to play with. Right? I, like, you just pick up a bunch and it just oozes <laughs> through your fingers like oobleck. Right. Michael Keaton was even in talks to play the dad in the upcoming hit Lava Frost or whatever. I didn't have a joke for that one. <laughs> uh, as if you didn't get the snowman reference there. Just go right ahead either. and take a sip of cocoa. <laughs> so in addition to war criminals, we also have vanilla criminals. And these are not the guys that steal vanilla from your drawers. Uh... And I do mean your drawers, as in pantaloons, <laughs> not not your cabinets. But, but my vanilla! <laughs> uh, trivia. Next bit of trivia. What crime syndicate and eventual Shadow Collective initiate set up shop on the lava world? Was it A, Crimson Dawn, B, Pike Syndicate, C, Black Sun, or D, the Cocaine Kids? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Those darn kids and their cocaine. Those darn Cocaine kids. <laughs> it's like, that's the group of kids that surround you on Wind Waker. Right. Do you value your teeth? Do you value your teeth? Wait, oh wait, do we have it? Yeah. Do you, do you value, value your teeth? teeth? <laughs> 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 How do we signal sorry. to people when this is over that they can then go across the room 
and pick up the headphones that they surely ripped <laughs> from their ears. So what's your answer? <laughs> oh gosh, this is what Coco does to you kids. <laughs> to let the conja club. Uh, to let the conja club. Oh dear, sweet, merciful conja club. Um, it, was it Black Sun? It was. Ding, Yay! ding, ding. Uh, oh, <laughs> wrong one. There we go. Yay! <laughs> so, as dangerous as the cocaine kids are, and you should watch out for them, this world was home to the Black Sun crime syndicate. Why? Because it looked cool. Because it's dope and aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, we actually, uh, managed to, uh, I'm sorry, we actually see them, uh, recruited by Maul during the latter part of the Clone Wars, uh, and actually scored a rare interview with syndicate member Ska, and he asked, and I asked him what kind of crime they got up to that drew them to the lava planet in its, uh, very dark and evil aesthetic, and he said the bad kind. <laughs> um, literally, like, if you look into the, like, like, you know, like, gangs are usually <clears throat> known for something like, oh, they're the loan sharks. Oh, they're the, you know, yeah. the crazy people or whatever. Like, they're just you, the bad guys. You got a brand. There is no particular crime. And that's what authors do when they're like, hey, they're bad guys. What kind of bad? No, no. But they're bad. The bad kind. Um, you know, no offense to Timothy Zahn or any of the other writers that handled um, the Falling-run uh, syndicate. But... Yeah, like, they just do everything, I guess, which has no reason for them to be on most far That's other fair. than it looks cool. Here's the thing. What kind of ska is he? Is he third wave ska? Is he first wave ska? That's had a lot of Much like the in crime it. he commits, he's the bad kind. <laughs> okay, uh, so second wave ska. All okay. of it. All gotcha. of it. Um, what's worse than crime? It. Ska. Children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or rather, child crime. Or rather, rather, the crime of taking a child that's not yours. That but also, child criminals are dangerous. Those cocaine Those kids. Those <laughs> cocaine kids. Uh, these are the kinds of crimes that none other than the evil Grandpa Palpatine uh, would use this hot planet as the backdrop for. My dear Poopa Palpatine. He would experiment on Force-sensitive children for a KGB-esque Force Child Army. Uh, thankfully, this was stopped by the Jedi during the Clone Wars, however. Fun fact... I don't like these fun facts. He was also experimenting, how much soot is too much soot for a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, at least as much as Eddie is hurt. <laughs> What's with all this soot? <laughs> he invented soot and more soot. More soot. And oh jam. Oh my gosh, I hope arguments. you're keeping up with the references this week, guys. I don't think they can, because like, there's so many of our conversations. We have so many conversations. <laughs> it's madness, guys. You know? it's, it's utter madness. And so many interlocked references. Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, number eight, work. Does, is work killing you? Yes. Do you often feel deathly and depressed when you're working? I work in retail. You would more so if you worked on Mustafar. I do. I work so, in retail. Imagine going about your business as a lava miner and having your work interrupted by a domestic dispute. Now imagine that that dispute would somehow lead to the utter destruction of your place of employment. This was no doubt the fate of some unfortunate Mustafarians as, as a spectacular duel broke out that was, some say, a little too flashy, but praised by others. Uh, yeah, the duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan, the none-other duo, uh, just a few careless swings of a lightsaber would result in the base's shields being taken out, and that shielding was important in keeping lava away from the base because the techno Techno-Yoon was too cheap to go the extra mile for lava-proof shingles. 
We literally see the base falling apart as the brothers turned enemies duel throughout the scene. And this surely meant that at least, like, maybe one guy died there. At least. <laughs> at least one guy probably died due, the, due to their negligence. So. But also, just a lot of whoosh, 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 it's, whoosh. It's a really great example of, like, seeing that scene and a lot of people really just not registering what's happening. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. This is so dramatic. This is so powerful. Wait, was that place evacuated? Like, I know we don't really Probably see a lot of people, not. but come on, like, somebody had to be in there, right? Like, some Man. some janitor, some poor guy this close to retirement was just working and mopping up the dead. First of all, he shows up and there's all these dead bodies there. What the heck's that about? I'm getting too They're close. not lava. Like, they don't belong here. This isn't lava. I don't lava this part of my job. <laughs> uh, so, number seven. Scotsman. <laughs> if no Mustafarians died in the base being overtaken by the lava river, at least one casualty was achieved that day from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Anakin was definitely on fire. <laughs> <laughs> at least enough that Obi-Wan thought, surely that stupid kid is dead. Exactly. Fire Marshal Bill just like walked up and was like, surely this boy is on fire. Right. Let me show you something. Let me uh, show you as we know, people are not candles and don't react well to, under direct flame. <laughs> uh, so, but turns out the death um, was metaphorical as Anakin was rescued by his new master and gifted the new Iron Lung 3000. Uh, but Obi-Wan stuck to his story when telling Luke about it years later. Nonetheless, safe to say, away from the Scotsman um, is the best place to be, especially on Lava Worlds. So... If you, value, if you value your life and skin, stay away from the Scotsman. And your legs. Uh, yes, uh, really all your and limbs. And an arm. Yeah, just don't do it. Keep your limbs away from Scotsman. Right. It, meeting you and McGregor could be the most dangerous thing you do in your life. But also the most magical. Right. Is it worth it? Probably. It's all true. I would say so. Let him tell you a story. Number six, Sith. Of course, uh, if it's black, red, and covered in lava, we have to talk about those Sithy boys. <laughs> Just greased the back most hair dangerous just, gang, like, you know. Yeah, the right Sithy next to boys. the cocaine boys. The Sithy boys. Oh, Sithy um, boys! Not only had the Sith come to the world uh, hundreds of years earlier, seeking the knowledge of Lady Corvax. Remember her? She comes back now. I remember her. Um, and establishing a temple on the planet, but one Sith in particular killed many a person on the world. Darth Vader. He began his slaughter, as we mentioned, way back when, when he killed the Separatist Council after Palpatine took power. Fun fact. Uh, and this one's actually true, just like all the rest of them, of course. But, you know, this one especially, it's, it is true. Yeah. Uh, you can play out this gleeful murder scene in the old 2005 PlayStation 2 video game, Revenge of the Sith. Oh. You can kill all the Separatist advisors and their aides and all of it. That sounds like fun. Um, now, what I do find interesting, though, is not necessarily just the poorly rendered murder, but the fact that... These guys definitely had, like, aides and pilots that brought them there. Mm -hmm. Did Anakin kill them, or Darth Vader kill them, or did he just kill who was in the room and assume that was it, and maybe those guys were there, which then would have meant that they were on the base when it went down. Ooh. Because you know these guys got, like, limo drivers and whatnot. Of course like, you know. Well, unless it's, like, you wait in the car kind of situation. Because, like, mm. I'd imagine... Or if they have, like, droids. Yeah. Well, okay. But droids are people, too. We've established this on the show. Have, like, droid murder is still this. murder. I agree. I agree. 100%. So, droids matter to me. Droids matter. 
Um, so Darth Vader would soon return to the distaste of the native Mustafarians who regularly attempted to cleanse the world by killing Vader. Turns out it's hard to kill a Sith, especially when he has a cool castle. Uh, but people traveled far and wide to visit the Dark Lord and struck, be struck down by his hand. And by many people, I mean Jedi. And when I say traveled, I mean taken there forcibly against their will. I Darth tell Vader, travel. right? Darth Vader had trained a group of fallen Jedi to be his enforcers, called the Inquisitors, who he trained and maimed personally at his castle. Uh, he's, as payback, the Inquisitors could bring rogue Jedi to the Dark Lord for their slaughter. Trivia time! Let's jump a marshmallow fight. <laughs> what famous and fan favorite rogue Jedi was nearly killed on the lava planet? A. Kanan Jarrus, B. Cal Kestis, C. Ezra Bridger, or D. Quinlan Vos? If it's any of the Rebels people, I don't think I'm there yet. My hot cocoa is really good. <laughs> was it Kanan Jarrus? Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry, I was like gulping down right? liquid chocolate. <laughs> That's the thing is like this chocolate is so good, but like we're trying to do a podcast. Right, diabetes. If um, I could just like drink chocolate and have that be the podcast. Right. Uh, bonus round. Ooh. Of these four rogue Jedi, which one has never actually been to Mustafar? Quinlan Vos. Wrong. Just Cal Kestis. Just go technically, he was only one planet away during the events of Jedi Fallen Order. I would have thought that he would have hung out on Mustafar, or at least, like, driven by it. Well, technically drove by it. So, uh, at one point or another, so, like, early on, when Vader first got his castle, that's where he trained the Inquisitors. But eventually, he established Castle Inquisitorius on a planet that orbited Mustafar, mm -hmm. which, ironically, was a water planet. Um, because you can only have one element per planet in the galaxy of Star Wars. Of course. So, uh, but no, uh, Kanan Jarrus, like we mentioned, um, and you correctly guessed, he was there. Uh, it was after the finale, you know, when he gets captured by, um, the, uh, by the Grand Inquisitor and all of that. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, oh, Mustafar, I've heard tales, that's where Jedi go to die. Like, that was that whole thing. Um, Ezra Bridger went because he broke Kanan Jarrus out of prison. Quinlan Voss went there looking for a bounty hunter to help him begin his plot to assassinate Count Dooku, which is where he met his future waifu, Asajj Ventress. See, this is where my memory just goes to crap. <laughs> so, uh, so Cal Kestis is the only one so far uh, yeah. to not visit the world. But he did drive by, and he they rolled down the window by. and was like, can we get close to far? But driving through or laying over in a place is not visiting. No. Stop I, saying you've been to Dallas, Texas when you've just been to the airport. I've never been to Cincinnati, but I have been in the Cincinnati airport. There you go. So, um, yeah, luckily, uh, Ezra and rebel friends were able to break out Kanan from his uh, Grand Inquisitor imprisonment because Darth Vader was on vacation to Tatooine at the time. So, there you go. Lucky them. Lucky Number them. five. Architecture. <laughs> uh, you, you might have had in the back of your mind that Ted Mosley, he's going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be right if Ted Mosley was... A isn't man it, named Darth Momin. Isn't it Mosby? Is it? I thought it was Mosley. I think it's Mosby. Oh, it might be. I haven't seen that show in years. I haven't. I forgot how to spell professor already. In that. Professor? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's one of the funniest bits in that show. <laughs> oh, I don't remember much of that show except Neil Patrick Harris. Um, so you may think that the famous Vader's castle was built by the namesake himself, but when no. you make it, uh, 
But when you make it big in the evil world, you got guys to do that for you. Exactly. And by guys, I mean Imperial grunts under the direction of an, an individual possessed by the late great Darth Moomin. It was built by Moomin and Snufkin. They gathered <laughs> sticks and leaves and mud and they built Vader a castle. Right. So it turns out building Vader's castle was as dangerous as building a child's Lego set because that castle would only work with the exact right build. Otherwise, great cataclysm ensued that killed Imperial and Mustafarian alike. This was due to the dark side Sith alchemy infused in the construction because the castle was a reanimator built atop an old Sith temple. Freaking um, love that. Momin promised that the great Sith castle would be able to access a world between worlds where Vader could reach out and bring back his dead wife. Turns out Momin didn't want Padme, he wanted himself. True love and satisfaction is found in oneself. Uh, Momin resurrected his body so that in his mind and body could be returned together for unlimited power. Uh, but Vader made sure this didn't happen, thankfully. But sadly, no Padme. Mm. Um, you can check these events out in uh, Charles Soule Darth Vader series. One of the best very, comic series very, we've very, ever very read. Good, yeah. That episode, um, or the issue 25 is some of the Which is where a lot of this writing. happens. So mm -hmm. highly recommend those comics if you have not checked it out. And if you can't tell, we're kind of following a historical chronology. 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 So we're slowly moving through the history of yeah. Mustafar, which and is also, really cool. And also, if you're watching the video and wondering why I took my glasses off, they were squeezing my head. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, so they, hard. they wanted a hug. They wanted a hug. Uh, number four. Please. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so fun doing this show sometimes. <laughs> so you may think the case of fleas that your dog had last year were bad, but imagine if those fleas were the size of an XL pickup truck. That's what you get on Mustafar. That's excessive. Um, the native lava <clears throat> fleas of Mustafar uh, were lava-proof, rock-eating steeds of the Mustafarian people who, as mentioned, regularly attacked Vader's castle. Uh, fun fact, if you uh, ever got to do the VR experience um, with The Void, yes. um, you visit uh, an Imperial facility on Mustafar where you get attacked by lava fleas. So and you can, can also I, pet the droid. I can say for a fact, they try to kill you. They do. We're too good to get killed, but somebody got killed for sure. Uh, so this culminated eventually in a huge battle and many Imperial losses later. And the history of the Empire um, that led to the Bright Star Crystal being destroyed um, by the Mustafarian people. Trivia! What happened when the Bright Star was destroyed? A. The castle came crumbling down. B. Lady Corvax and her husband were resurrected. C. Mustafar's ecosystem was restored. Or D. World peace. As much as I like D. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I hope for the people of Mustafar that they did get some kind of peace. No. No, no. I didn't think so. A. A. They crumble. The castle comes crumbling down. No. Aww. Although that would eventually happen, miraculously Mustafar began healing itself. Oh. Though it would take many years to be more obvious given the time the planet may look once like it did before Lady Korvac used the power unnaturally. But this restoration is evident when we see the world again when Supreme Leader Kylo Ren visits the world on Grandparents' Day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a, the planet's a living metaphor mm -hmm. of, like, Anakin's journey of it was pure, but then it selfishly did something that destroyed itself. But 
it can be healed, but it doesn't happen instantly. Poetic uh, cinema. Yeah, it's really interesting. Fun fact! While the fleas get all the love, uh, many other species call the planet home, including lava nymphs, giant exploding beetles, lizard crow, molten men, dark ghasts, which are like four-armed rancors, and my favorite, rogwarts, which if that sounds familiar, uh, one of these was the faithful watchdog of General Grievous until it was killed by Kit Fisto in the Clone Wars. That's mean. It, but also, it was mean, but... I'd like to hear more about these magma men. <laughs> right? Me too. Like... They're mythical. Um, the, like, it, it's, yeah, this weird thing, it's just kind of sideline mentioned by the Mustafarians at one point. But yeah, I would, I'd, I'd like to lo learn more about the, the lava men. Is it like, um, mermaids? Where eventually if you stare at the water long enough you'll think you'll see something like no, you just think, saw like a smiley face i think it's real i think they just don't know enough about them here's the thing someone caught sight of anakin while he was burning in like magma <laughs> <laughs> oh that actually is interesting lore there you go that would be very interesting uh number three we're moving right along here uh how, how are you doing at home people just kidding i can't hear you uh number three Religion. Yeah, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I gotta speaking go. <laughs> of, speaking of worshipping Darth Vader, Tusken Raiders weren't the only one to deify the Dark Lord. Uh, also, Sith cults uh, known as the Alismac of Winslet. Oof, that's a mouthful. Kate? Uh, I'm just going to call, call them uh, the Alismac uh, for short. Uh, though this was one of the only famous cults that migrated to the world after hearing of Darth Vader. Um, they were able to set up shop right in front of his vacant castle. Uh, and you only get that kind of uh, real estate by killing a dude. Of so course. It's all about location, location, murder, murder. So. It's for real estate. Um, the, the cult settled right outside of the mythical castle uh, and had their own camp. Trivia! Trivia! How did the cult pay respects to the Dark Lord and Savior? A, blood sacrifice, B, planting trees, C, bonfires, or D, knitting circles. <laughs> Why are all of these possible? <laughs> I want it to be D. <laughs> I want them to make little sweaters for the fleas. Right? Um, bonfires seems the most like, bonfires, accurate. yeah. Do I get a jelly bean? Uh, the Alismec camp would stand uh, was a standout against the slowly resurrecting Mustafar because of the slew of iron trees what? that they planted in honor of Darth Vader and Lady Corvax. Eco-friendly, but still murderers. I, I would call that eco-unfriendly. What? To be fair. Like, planting trees? Iron trees that sound like they get kill just, a man. They're just called that. Oh, well. they, they look like regular trees, but I think they grow by, like, in heavy iron areas. I feel maybe. like... Because you got to figure it's ore. Yeah. Would, so, it, would it be kind of like planting kudzu? I don't know what that is. Kudzu is the most invasive species on the planet of plant. No, I think it's more so it just... It can survive in that environment. Because again, mm -hmm. it's covered in old lava. It's full of ore. So it's not real dirt. So they needed something that could live in that kind of environment. That's probably why it's called iron trees. I guess that's so they're trees that can live on iron instead of dirt and water. So, Can I just say, I'm enjoying this history yeah. lesson trivia boy kind Good. of thing. Good. I'm sad we're almost done. But we're on to number two. Uh, grandchildren. 
<laughs> I mean, the best cure for a bad cult is good old fashioned grandchildren. <laughs> is Patri is grand patricide? <laughs> uh, or at least in this case, the grandchild of the very dark lord they worshipped. He showed up one day and killed all the members of the Sith cult. And this was in search of answers for how to locate the supposedly resurrected Darth Sidious. Hmm. Surely the crumbled Vader castle would have answers, and it did. But the cult was not willing to just let the First Order pass through. But what about Giant Head Baby? Giant Head Baby? What? From the concept art, you mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. Getting there. Just so next. Kylo Ren saw to their destruction, and after a brief visit to the Eye of Webbish Bog, is what it's called, um, it told him exactly where what he sought was. And boom, he had his Sith Wayfinder and left the planet with little reverence. So little reverence that yeah. most of us didn't know it was Mustafar. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I don't know what's more ridiculous. The concept art of the thing mm -hmm. or the name of the thing. Uh, well, fun fact, it was actually made and fully done. Um, it was a fully practical effect and they filmed all of those scenes. Um, the they baby. just cut it out so it may eventually come out through deleted scenes and back you know behind the scenes things but for now you can read the novelization both the uh, the expanded edition by ray carson and the junior grade that all mention these scenes um hmm. for now that's the only way they exist but it did happen and we could have seen it i mean i of all movies i would love a director's cut of it would be the rise of skywalker exactly so. I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Kylo Ren just showed up. It was really cool. I, I do wish, you know, and it, it, I guess it's just down to pacing and, and film length and everything. I wish there was time to give it the reverence it deserved in that mm -hmm. scene. But nonetheless, I'm still giddy about the fact that he was there, you know, and kind of trod the same ground and murdered some people, you know, just you like know, Grandpappy like used Pep, to do. Pep. <laughs> so, it's very cool. Um, now, number one. Number we one. We finally reached mm -hmm. it. Wow, it's sad. It's almost over. But yeah. number one, the number one way to die on Mustafar, lava. <laughs> uh, you, what? You, you had to see this coming. What? Fun fact. Uh, you can actually get pretty close to lava. Uh, it turns out it's not as hot as you would think it is in close proximity. So, like, I don't know if I was the only one or if there's just more people out there smarter than me, but I have this idea based on when like I'm cooking or around fire, okay, there's a cone of heat proximity. So mm -hmm. clearly lava would be extremely hot. It reaches up to 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. So that would mean that that bubble is much bigger. I can only get so close before I feel it and burn simply on the air alone. Um, fun fact, in nuclear war, one of the first ways you die is by just breathing in the radiated hot air mm -hmm. and burned you from the inside like elephant's foot so i like i had that under like lava it's that dangerous you can't even get near it it's so hot that's well, not true yeah. what will save you though is a 50s refrigerator <laughs> apparently um yeah no like i mean obviously you can't touch lava you should not touch lava and you shouldn't remain for very long periods in proximity to it but you can get right up to lava mm -hmm. um because it's weird how it's so hot that it doesn't solidify until it's made to by cooling off but essentially the the skin of lava is actually the coolest part of lava still hot but the the deeper you get into lava so this would it, it's actually more dangerous to fall in lava than to touch lava it's really weird i went down such a rabbit trail to think about this 
That sounds amazing. Or to research this, I should say. This isn't just me coming up with stuff. I didn't just watch volcano movies and come up with this, but... Yeah, in order to make the statement that I'm about to make, I feel like I have to give a qualifier. Mm -hmm. I am someone with sensory processing issues. I have I, sensations, uh, textures, um, even just down to what something looks like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can either, you know, make, give me the heebie-jeebies mm -hmm. or be very soothing. Mm -hmm. Lava looks very satisfying to put in your mouth. <laughs> you should not eat the lava. Definitely should it's not eat the lava. It's the same thing with like hot glass. Mm -hmm. Like it just looks very just, satisfying. Just like yeah, put it in my mouth. Um. So yeah, I mean, it it's really, really, really interesting um, to have researched that because again, like I said, I thought I I had the misunderstanding that you you just should not get near lava. But what if I put a little bit in my mouth and I do the ha 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 ha? Yeah, still no. And spit it out. Um, yeah, because I, I, you know, one of my early ideas for this was just living there because I'm like, clearly on a planet so full of it, like the atmosphere has to be so hot. I mean, it didn't make quite as much sense because we saw Obi-Wan and Anakin on the planet and they were fine, sweaty and, and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. they didn't instantly burn just by being on a planet. But I had to believe extended periods of time would likely really do some damage turns out not the case it's really interesting there's actually a lot of recorded cases of people tourists even going to areas that are known to produce lava in small quantities and just taking photos near it there was actually a case yeah. in the early 2000s of a guy falling in because of that but he turned out to be okay um even uh there was one um time that a volcano uh erupted and um you know volcano scientists go to study this when it happens because it's so rare mm -hmm. two fell in and did not die they were seriously burned and injured and took weeks and months to recover but they did not die even though they fell in lava mm -hmm. so it's like anakin really just got a bad <laughs> bad stick on that I, draw i don't think it was the fire i don't think it was the lava that killed it was, it. It was catching on fire well, but again it's the idea though well i you know in that instance he, it's a lava river like yeah the more the more hot that lava is and the more uh fast flowing the faster it flows the hotter it is actually um some of the fastest lava recorded is actually 35 miles an hour um and so that's the, driving through a neighborhood. They're, they're near a literal river of lava. This isn't just a crawl of lava. Mm -hmm. um, so getting as close as he did to the shore could have caught him on fire like that. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in natural cases of, of, of real reported lava, it's actually not that easy. Yeah. It's not life, like you get so yeah. close, your clothes catch on fire or something like that. In real life, when you fall in lava, you make the Minecraft noises. Ooh. <laughs> right. Ooh. And then you just respawn and exactly. it's okay. Exactly. And it's fine. Um, so to scientify my first answer, in real life, lava is not as dangerous as the movies make it. But I have to imagine on a planet full of it, you probably should stay away from it. So yeah. boring answer is number one, but it's what you expected. Come on. It's a planet of lava. So, uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed and uh, learned a little bit about uh, a planet that, you know, gets a bad rap, really. A lot of bad things happen on that uh, place. And, you know, much like Chicago, it's not all bad and it's yeah. not all lava. You know, give it a chance. And uh, yeah. who knows, eventually this planet, we could see years, 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 years later, it's lush and green. Wouldn't it be ironic if 
because she loves green things, Ray moved and lived on Mustafar and its newly greenifiedness. Yeah. Like that'd be interesting. And also, if you are some form of metahuman uh, or indestructible person, please do uh, put some lava in your mouth and get back to me. Because like, <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> Let me know if it's cool to do, bro. Um, but yeah, so, uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you get this, whether you watch on YouTube or get this on a podcast platform like Spotify or Apple, um, to get the next good stuff. Um, be sure to also like and rate it and let people know you love it by sharing it. Um, thank you to everyone that checked it out and to all of our friends at Red Five Network, uh, just a family of podcasts. You can check them out. There's a link tree link in our description that has all kinds of links, including links to Red Five, to all of our social media, all of that, and uh, Game Infinite. Our friend Jesse manages a page all about gaming news yeah. and gaming awesomeness and, and also just geeky things. Game Infinite, it's games and infinitely more. Uh, and he can use that. That's not copywritten. Um, TM. Yeah, give me a quarter for that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And if you love like cosplay and art and uh, if you want to stay up to date on news, then you can check that out. Um, all of that good stuff's in the description. Um, you know, we appreciate our patrons who pay for this. You can check out our patron page. We don't offer a whole lot of fancy things, but it's there if you like us. Yeah, it's purely for if you feel like we deserve some of your money. Which might be copping out, but... I mean, you yeah. know, we feel it takes a special kind of stupid to, 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 to donate to us. Wow. Um, that was well, mean. Well, I mean, you're just kind of being irresponsible with your finances. You're talking about my family and Jim Although and Rebecca. We, we greatly do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's just one of those things I'm constantly baffled that people like us. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that just the depression recently. and anxiety talking. But anyway, yeah. uh, no, genuinely, we do appreciate literally everyone that ever gives us the time of day yeah. uh you even know. you kyle <laughs> so you're all awesome and we appreciate you and um yeah got exciting things the rest of this week uh looking forward to get back on schedule yeah uh we announced it but just to follow up uh, we are doing a new schedule format so it was monday wednesday friday now it's wednesday friday sunday yes so that's when you can expect to meet see uh new content from us so but if you're subscribed you'll see it when it comes out so be sure to do that yeah and then, um, uh, yeah, okay. And then also, uh -huh. uh, 13 yep. Nights of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. That starts tonight. It's the spooky month. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, for us, it starts for, tonight. Yeah. So it starts on the 19th for us yeah, to count down to Halloween. All the way to the 31st. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to start tonight with Hereditary and a couple of other movies. So throughout this, the month. this is coming out Wednesday. So, Wednesday, what movie can they look forward to hearing? Let me find so out. So, what we're going to do is, um, from your Twitter, yeah. from uh, at Boopenheim. At Boopenheim Mew. Uh, she's going to live tweet for the both of us uh, every movie we watch, um, so you can follow along. We will retweet it on the Nerd Herder page, but uh, if you want to check it out. A very good one. Go. If you're with us tonight, if you're watching in the morning, tonight we are going to be watching The Taking of Deborah Logan. Ooh. And we watched very, that on a date night, didn't we? We did, yeah. when we were dating. It was one of the first, like, exorcist movies I liked. Or yeah. exorcism movies I liked. And she doesn't even get exercised. Right? It's bad. It's very bad. But not bad. It's good. Yeah. It's it's one of the best recent horror movies. Mm -hmm. And it came out in, like, 2011. Mm. Um, it's definitely recommend. Uh, a couple others that we're going to be watching when it's eight days till Halloween, of course. We're going to be watching Halloween 3. Which is my personal favorite Halloween movie. Which we're talking about next 
the week after next, mm -hmm. I think, or something like We're talking about it eventually. And if you're wondering why it's eight days till Halloween, you'll find out when you watch Eight days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. It'll so, be very poetic because our intro will be very spooky for that episode. Yeah. So, um, just know that we're doing a Halloween special for it on over uh, our, on our show, Nerdyverse. Yes. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to anywhere different. It, it's, it's on Nerd Herder. But that's where we talk about not Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And so next week, it's going to be not Star Wars, but Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but not that one, because Michael Myers gets too much love. He does. More than he deserves. We're giving some love to sequels that exactly. we adore. And so. on Halloween night, we're going to be ending with Child's Play. Yeah, our Both favorite. of our favorite movie. Mm -hmm. ha Halloween movie. Yeah, Scary movie. I'd say, yeah. Man. We used to have the trend of watching that every year. Like yeah. all of them, but then there got to be so many. Like there was there was a point when we could do that, and there weren't new ones. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Don Mancini was like, "Hey, here's some new ones, and, and they're then fantastic." Be the show, yeah, and we can't it's watch be that so one. Good. Oh, so uh, good. So yeah, all kinds of exciting things to look forward to, and we we are. We hope you are. Hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit. And stay away from lava and cocaine, children. Is my advice for the night. <laughs> and subscribe to Techno Union on Spotify. <laughs> there you go. Drop in the the drop in the bass. And the lava, uh, wherever wherever music is sold, really got away from me. There. <laughs> it did. Go to Atlantic Records, find the new tech right. album. Uh, yeah, so we will catch you on the next one. I guess. May the force be with you. Bye bye.